This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Hold your carriage horses and tighten those corsets. Bridgerton is back. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom. But has Penelope truly pushed aside her feelings for Colin? Will Colin realize his feelings before another suitor takes Penelope's hand? This gentle reader can't wait to find out. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix May 16th. Hello and welcome back to the UF Podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. How are you, Jordana? What's going on? Good to see you again virtually. Same, same. Um I'm good. You know, life is it's it's uh it's good. It's weird now I feel like we're in a weird phase of like, you know, I thought like the pandemic was like kinda over, and then now you hear some <laughs> things. And like, I have a friend uh, who's double vaccinated who like just got COVID, and now I'm like, oh, the thing is like, is it like a thing still? It's so, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, like I thought we were over this. Oh, don't don't get me started. My mom yeah. yesterday, I I my mom was just like, I like hi, I like literally say hi, and she's like, she's like the delta variant where uh i'm bored the weather stinks have you gone to the cardiologist and i was like and then i was like cool and she's like you sound she's like you sound down i was like well you just hit me with like the worst string of things like my i my heart sucks uh i'm gonna get it's like she injected you with anxiety legitimate injection of anxiety here listen i live in the land of positivity here's the thing Everything I've read, you can get COVID with the vaccine and it doesn't put you in the hospital or kill right. you. So that it's is like to the me flu. the same thing as getting the flu. That And someone's going to DM me, well, you don't know. Over 99% of the people in the hospital with a problem aren't vaccinated. Over 99%. Right. I trust a condom just as much. So I, I, so I, that's a great point. You should so, be Ameri- you should be America's therapist. Well, I don't understand why there isn't someone like me on TV screaming these facts every day. Like I, I, I get mad at the news being like like the idea that I care about cases, I don't. I don't. Right. The option is out there to get the vaccine or not. If you don't take it, that's on you. I'm not here to protect you anymore. It was a different story before, you know, yeah. you could you had the option. Now you have the option. You take it, you don't. If you don't, good luck. To you. You're like, I can't really like live my life for you at that point in this. in you know, I had some person on a dating app. I had to just drop them because I can't live in this world of negativity. I can't because that's not how I, you know, like that really brings I me to a place. Spare, yeah. And you, this person on a dating app, I go, so I'm on, I've, I've mentioned being on Raya. Then that's like my toe into the water. And this person, hey, and they're in L.A. I don't know why I'm talking to someone in L.A., but, like, what the fuck? <laughs> okay. You know, who, who, who gives a shit? So I, Matt, we message, they message me, and then I message back, and I'm like, how is everything in L.A.? And they're like, oh, well, COVID's nuts. It's getting crazy. And it's like, no, no, it isn't. And if you're you- vaccinated, you're not in the hospital. Goodbye. Like, like, I can't live in this world of, like, we because that's how we speak to each other now in like headlines of like it's crazy Pe- everyone does that with every stuff people are mad who are the people show me the people are they the people refusing to do right. the right thing to take care of themselves then i don't give a shit about them i oh my god everyone's gonna turn off this podcast now i'll, I'll stop no I'm that's fair. i mean i just i was the one who just brought up the the, <laughs> the COVID variant so i was wondering on along the, are you just gonna leave the zoom <laughs> now <laughs> yeah yeah i'm gone strange. enjoy the rest of the podcast yeah. i mean i i don't know i'm, I'm like we're like 
What gets me, uh, my whole industry is dependent on consumer confidence. And we have a vaccine that's working at over 99% to keep you out of the hospital. So I'm confident in that. I think everyone should be and people should be. It is a legitimate miracle of a vaccine. We should be celebrating, dancing in the streets and kissing and licking each other. I I agree. I am. I'm not afraid of getting covid my real concern and this really we should have i was on your luxury lounge lounge podcast last week yes. which was very fun very safest place on the internet like i said is, yeah if you guys want a um, fun place to complain about luxury issues the luxury lounge is every thursday yeah. on my podcast yes and jordana was a fantastic guest thank you i love being on um and that brings me to my all my actual real concern about uh the delta variant which is my trip to greece Yes, this is, <laughs> but this is the thing that you can't really say out loud. Like I want smart people who consider context and nuance to be louder. Do you know what I mean? Like, cause, <laughs> like, cause I don't believe what I'm saying no, is I wrong think you at all. It's, you know, I but I know very, very says right. it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. The only reason I even care is because I'm going to Greece. Yeah. And, and I, I want, want you to sure go to they Greece. let me in. <laughs> I want Greece to open. I want every... But again, these other countries where it's not an option to get the vaccine, like where you can't... It's unavailable. That's a different story. Again, right. let's context, nuance, all these things. But it's... It, it is... Um, it's just it get Like, I want you to have your wedding. I want me... I want my shows to happen. I want... Like, I, I don't... And, and it's like, there's... These people are out there with, you know, and you know there are people and it's like you're seeing it now and I'm, I don't mean to be political, but like you're seeing now the business people, the people who have money in the stock markets, they're seeing the markets go down and all of a sudden they're out there being like, get that vaccine. And you're like, <laughs> it's, all, it's all about money. It's, it's all about money. I, and I, if you've l- listened to our dating advice, I come from a perspective of like, I try to be economical about dating advice and and that takes out a lot of emotion and that's why i say it's always easier to give advice than it is to take advice but think of the economies here and who's making money off of being negative with the vaccine who's making money off of and then you say who's making money off of being positive everyone everyone's gonna be able to go back to work and live a life and you know and i i i think it was interesting this is such a rant at this point i'm sorry no, Jordana, I, 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 your, your perspective has already made me feel more optimistic. Well, I'm happy I can do that. And I'm hoping I'm doing that for the people at home. But I'll say this one last thing. Bezos going to space, I think, depressed everybody. Like, yeah. I think we should have never let him go to space because, and I wrote this today. I just read I was, your story. And I was like, you. couldn't he just like quietly go to space? Yeah, just, I don't like, need to tell see, anyone. Yeah, yeah, I don't need to see when someone takes a trip to Mykonos and I can sign up for their uh, you know your Instagram or I can unfollow like we didn't need a news crew following Bezos in space like it was old news after the you know the Virgin Airlines British guy did it you know Branson did it so it's over but when Bezos goes to space you know it, it it's not that we all thought we were going to space I think the world got more cynical when Bezos went to space like like he goes to space and it's not that we like wanted to go to space it's just that we or but we never did the math on how much we couldn't afford to go to space right you know what i mean so what? now we were put face to face with that math and space goes from like a party that we were like ah you know i didn't want to go anyways to a party that we're not let into right it's not even like we want to go to space it's just no. that like it just seems like annoying for someone like him to be like going to space with the son of an 18 like an 18 year old son of his millionaire friend and it's like there's so why do we need to like just go quietly just go i yeah he, and like, then he 
he and then people defend him because you have those like you know those like people who like suck Gary V's dick that are out there being like (laughs) (laughs) that are like it's his money he can do whatever he wants it's like yeah he can do whatever he wants like I, I I really don't give a shit but like let's just be aware of like how insane this whole thing is that we're even like watching this is just like the billionaire's version of like buying a porsche it's like i literally have spent all the money i could possibly spend on earth (laughs) i spent everything i I can buy the whole globe now i need to like it's like it never to me it's almost sad it's like he's like he literally cannot find anything else new (laughs) to spend on here he already has all the cars and the suits vacations like what else is he gonna do here on this planet and it, I agree with you. And like, I'm the most privileged person in the world. I would never say that I'm not. And this is a different form. Like, it, it, it's interesting that like the millionaires are like, they have to defend Bezos. And it's like, hey, millionaires, you're not even fucking close to him. Like, like you're <laughs> the idea that like, like even the, if, even if you're a 50 millionaire, like, like yeah. you're not. That's not your team. Totally. Like they, but they have to acquire him as the team so that they don't get taxed. It's like, you know, like it's like right. it's such a weird, like you have to take a team that you don't even like care about. It's like when like liberals like have to like take, you know, the leftiest of left teams are like, okay, fine, I guess I can't use the word, you well, know. That's why aff- people affiliate. It's so it's more about what yeah. they like about how it says about them and less about like their beliefs. It's more about just reinforcing whatever your original belief was. I mean, um, this is a much different podcast. Right. Than this is nothing podcast. to do with it, We're- but I just do think it's so <laughs> funny that Jeff Bezos was like so bored on Earth oh, yeah. that he had to leave. And, and and then people, yeah, he had to leave Earth. And then people do the tweet like where it's like, look what his ex-wife did with her money. And it's like, women rule. It's like, yeah, if you think you're the same as his ex-wife, go fuck yourself too. I mean, it's also <laughs> like, like, who made the money? Was it, yeah, well, it's, it's, it's easier uh, to spend someone else's money. on At Jordana Abraham for her DMs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, come, come for me. Anyway, well, this is a dating podcast. Yeah. Let's talk about... Um, Let's talk about some other some other stuff. What was your? I, I heard you went to an interesting immersive experience <laughs> in New York this week. Let's tell the yeah, audience let, about that. Let me stop complaining about rich people to tell you about uh, people, comfortable people going to an immersive Van Gogh experience. I went to a, a. So this was like I went. It was like a date. It was a date. Um, okay. <laughs> went to the immersive. I, I, I don't want to, it's not like it. It was a date. Went to the immersive Van Gogh experience. Have you heard of this? Um, I actually, weird, you know, it's actually, it's funny because you're saying you went on a date to the immersive Van Gogh experience. The only people who do things in New York are single people. And it made me, <laughs> it made me think about, you're right. It actually made me think about that because like when I was single, I used to go do new shit and try new shit all the time. Sure. And you're I feel looking like being, for stuff. You're, right. you're getting early, creative. Early in our dates, we went to museums and things. Mm. It's like now we're like we're going to dinner or we're just like watching a show. And that's like Yeah, eat, sleep, drink, fuck. That's vacation, really, yeah. sure. Yeah. Do the fine. same on in a different right. place. That's yeah. Yeah. But it's funny how much single people are really like they do shit. Yeah. You know what I, mean? I mean, listen, <laughs> like you as in a, a relationship, recent- are you going to the Van Gogh immersive experience? Probably I can't not. see myself ever going. I, I mean, a museum. So th- what you said about a museum, a museum date to me is just you going and lying for three hours. Like, because I don't even like, like me looking at a painting. Like, I don't even know how I would do that. Like <laughs> me looking at a painting, I'd have to put on this act. Like I'd have to look at it 
and then I'd count in my head, have I looked at it long enough to make it look like well, I actually thought about the painting and how it related to my life, and I can't mention that this looks like a penis. Like, it's like I... But that must be how, like, some people feel on, like, comedy show dates. Do oh, you know what sure. I mean? Like, oh, I have to protect, I have to, like, make sure that I'm laughing the right amount at the right things, and they're gonna... It's, all those things are, like, people, abilities, like... Things where someone well, can judge you based on how you're reacting to whatever the activity well, it's, is. It's the difference between what's a good date one versus a good date five. Like, you know, I felt that I knew this person. <clears throat> like, I don't know them well, but like, it wasn't like a 10th date. But it was like, I, I, you know, it was an introduction through friends. And we were with those friends, too. So it was like a it was more of a group setting. So it wasn't like this situation where, you know, and also the immersive part actually helps it. So like, because it's a video, you could, but you have to, I, I could never go to one of these places without being able to talk shit with someone. Like, just like you right. said, a comedy show, where where do you laugh? Where do I laugh? Where do we agree on? What do we do? And some would say, the response would be, well, at least you know, first date, you can see what they laugh at. But like, you're not even being your real self. You're right. too first aware date, of everything else. Yeah, I agree. I don't think I don't think anything like that is really good for a first date. I think a first date should be extremely low stakes, low simulation around you, and just like really see if you can spend an hour with this person getting a drink one on one, yes. and that should be like the bar. And can you have? Where does the banter go? Do you know what I mean? Like, do you mm -hmm. agree on like? I mean, do you agree that? if we're vaccinated, we shouldn't give a shit about the unvaccinated. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> yes. like the conversation that we just had, like the conversation we just had, I know I can have with you. I mean, I'm a little worried about it going out to, you know, the hundreds and millions of people that listen to this, but I, I do believe in what, what we talk about and that I'm comfortable enough with you as a friend to be able to have those conversations. Would you be comfortable enough you know, because right. I, I do think like to say that to someone that you want to sleep with. <laughs> yeah, potentially. exactly. So like like the immersion experience is like they have these like Van Gogh. It's basically a 40 minute Van Gogh um, movie that's put up on the walls and they don't they have like very minimal seating. So they'll give you cushions for you to sit on the floor. So you okay. have to be able to sit on the floor with the person. You have to be able to watch a movie that has no words. It's just music that goes with van gogh stuff moving okay and then you have to and then you have to be able to like like i'm sitting there watching people try to get like instagram shots in a place that like like you can't get an instagram shot like that's why it's kind of like funny to watch people try and instagram it like they're in front is that of nice like a, a, is that a nice part about it well the nice part about it is that i could talk shit about those people trying to get an instagram post okay so it's like that's one of those things like that like on a date that like <laughs> I value on a date being able to talk badly about other people. But I'm saying I was like, can we connect on this? Like, look at look at them trying to get a selfie while the right. wall moves behind them. You well, know? it's the kind of thing where if your date was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> you might not be a match. Sure. And, <laughs> you, and I guess you're on the date to get that answer. So like that's, right. that's a good thing to that. But like you have to be willing to say that on a third or fourth date too, as opposed to just a first date. Like if you're yeah. only going on, if you're, if you're ever thinking, is this a match is just the first date question, then you're not really having any taste in the matter. What do you mean? Like, like if you can't walk away from the Van Gogh immersion experience and be like, Oh, we didn't connect at all on that. 
I guess right. I'll see you on next date. Like, you know, like yeah. you have to take that into <laughs> consideration. No, totally. Yeah. hundred percent. So it was a fun day. But would then, you recommend like, this place as a date spot? I would recommend it to you and Mike. <laughs> you know, maybe okay. you, guys, you guys should do something new. You know, maybe <laughs> it sounds like it. I just, uh, I'm going to Greece, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys got, hopefully. Yeah. So I, I, so I don't know. I, I guess I wouldn't recommend it. I had a good time and, you know, thankfully I was, uh, you know, that I just like, could you sit on the floor with this person is a question I never thought I would have to answer. And like, what date does that come in at? You know? Right. Yeah. Like, it's just could you one sit of those on the things. floor in like, right. Could you be out of your comfort zone? It's totally. like, yeah. The good thing about the Van Gogh immersion experience is that it's 40 minutes and done. So if you show up as the, the there's a beginning, middle and end. So you're not stuck. Okay, you're not like wandering around the museum until one person has to be like, well, Enough already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I yeah, guess that, we saw, well, you know, I don't know yeah. if I need to go to the fourth floor. Do you, do you want to go to the, or yeah, what do you, are you? <laughs> of course, I go to every floor. How could, we spent $17 to get into the Met. Shouldn't we take yeah, advantage of this ticket? I'd be like, that's oh. That's always like the awkward part about like the non-ending uh date of that sort because one person is to, is always over it before the other and you have to be like totally feeling out you know like I, I we got there towards the end of one video and it was like leading into the like beginning of the next and i was like when i started seeing repeats of things i saw from the showing that i walked in on i was like all right we're turning the corner here we're almost done you know like right. i was like but not that i wasn't having fun but it was just more like phew you know like, right you know, i was like okay this it, it it was it was matching my clock for needing to leave. I wonder how many people are going to that. Have you been to that little island thing? What's it I've called? been. Is that what it's called? Little island. The little island is cool. I I like it? it. But it's, I mean, I walked it in four minutes and then walked off it. I was happy to go alone to not have to like be on it for the day. Okay. Um, it's but cool. it's it's cool. It's it's a sight to see. I think. Well, I mean. The, the West Side Highway in general, the West Side uh, Highway Park or whatever it's called, I've been going out there to work out and I see a lot of our listeners, a lot of them like say hi to me and I'm working out on like a turf field. That's, that whole strip is just the best. Like that whole walking area to like walk it up and it's all like just young people working out. Everyone looks hot. Everyone's got dogs there's just a real yeah. thing going on there and I, I would say to anyone um i think serena kerrigan has started you know merchandising off of it uh, if you know <laughs> who she is she's like uh, she's calling it club club west side highway which i appreciate because it is very much a young cnbc type of area so i i, I understand I understand what she's talking about because I've been going out there calling like the field I go to. I call the rom-com field because it looks like the field that they would be working out at in the beginning of the movie. And like me, who I'd be cast as the doofy friend being like, oh, you're going to go out with her tonight. And he'd be like and then like McConaughey with his abs would be like, I don't know. You know, like it, that, like so I've been right. calling it the rom-com field for a while and. It's uh, it's definitely a good place to go if you're in New York. I mean, like, so you could walk up and down it and go to that little island, and it's like a part of the whole thing. Like, I think it, it complements the whole rest of it well. 
I got to go check that out. And if Definitely. you're interested in picking up Jared Freed, now you know where to find <laughs> him. Now you know where I am. <laughs> yes. uh, 9.30 a.m. every day. Um, and also, if you're a listener of this podcast, we are so deep in this podcast. We got to make some cuts, I think. But I I, <laughs> I, I just want to say to everyone, thank you for listening. We're going to get into the show in a second. We have um, new merch ourselves. Uh, Serena Kerrigan isn't the only one making hats. We have IRL Summer hats. I, I and mean, tote bag. Tote bags, hats, IRL summer. We got mugs, uh, not your leftover mugs. We got block your ex hoodie. Love that hoodie. Um, but go to uh, shop, shop betches, right? Yeah, all you need. The only things you need to get back in the real world is your IRL summer tote mm, and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you put all your in real life things in there. That's right. Um, anything else at betches? Um, that's most of it. What about you? What shows do you have coming up? I got shows. I'm in Orlando, Florida this weekend. I'm going to be in Richmond, Virginia. Ooh. Mohegan Sun. Magoobies. Jordana's favorite club in Baltimore. Chicago, <laughs> D.C., New York, Austin, Boston, Dallas, New Brunswick. JaredFree.com. Jared Are you going to go to Disney World? Um, I don't know what I'm going to do there. I, I, <laughs> I'm just imagining. I feel like... If you're a 36-year-old single man in Disney World, just roaming Disney World or something yeah, sort of predatory sounding about not, it. Not a good look. Um, <laughs> you got to bring a friend or something. Talk about an immersion experience. I don't know what I'm doing there. Yeah. Just me I with really the ears alone. Your, I really liked your uh, your how to get someone not to sit with you on the bus. Um, oh, thank you. Uh, video. It was very funny. I really didn't f- think that that video would pop as much as it did for people but it really did something for people because i was on a bus alone to atlantic city and there was like seven people on it and i was like okay because it's content time for me but yeah it's on my instagram well i sent it to my friend who once tried unsuccessfully to get someone to not sit with them on the bus Um, nothing is worse yeah and she was like the uh the the best one was the pretend like you want someone to sit with you one where you look like a crazy person that was that was great sit with me please there's no better feeling than spinning around in a salon chair to see your hair looking absolutely perfect but it feels impossible to come up with that same look at home even the best blowout brush won't give you that salon shine thanks to vegamore sticking to my hair routine has never been easier and i'm finally seeing the shinier healthier looking hair that i've always wanted now i love the way my hair looks and feels it's like salon fresh hair that starts at the roots i have the grow hair serum and i can already tell that it's working. Like my hair feels healthier. I love that it doesn't make my hair feel oily or sticky. I feel like I'm doing something really healthy for my hair. I also got to try the lash serum and the brow serum. Honestly, my hair has been hard to grow. So I love what Vegamore is doing and I'm already seeing results. I'm already seeing thicker, faster growing hair. Vegamore products are 100% cruelty-free and are never formulated with potentially harmful chemicals like parabens or hormones. When it comes to seeing results, the key is consistency. For best looking results, use for a minimum of three months for visibly fuller, healthier and thicker looking hair. When I sign up for monthly subscription, I can get one bottle or three bottles sent. Plus I save more and I never run low on the products I need to take care of my hair. Give your hair the power of a little pink bottle with Vegamore. For a limited time, you up listeners get 20% off their first order by going to vegamore.com slash UUP and use code UUP at checkout. That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash UUP, code UUP to save 20% on your first order. V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash UUP, code UUP. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including headliners, Ulta, Fenty Beauty, Levi's, Adidas, and so much more. 
Seriously, the list seems endless. Rakuten is how the -the in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. During Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th, the cash back rates are even bigger. Personally, I'll be shopping for beauty and apparel. You can save on everything you need for summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. You know I love to find the best deals while I'm shopping. And trust me, Rakuten is the hack to save money while shopping. Rakuten is the most rewarding way to shop and save because members can earn cash back on everything they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores across every category like beauty, clothing, electronics, travel, and dining. And this week only, you're going to get the best deals ever. Membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you can get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. What are we talking about today, Jordana? Today we are talking about hinge prompts. Um, and Love a prompt. And we're going to go through, you know, if there's ones you should avoid or if, the, if, if it's more about, I think, looking at the way people respond to them. Is it you? Is it your prompts or is it? The people who are responding, I guess, is what we're going to go into. Should we just read the email? Let's do it. I I actually enjoy this discussion. Um, I hope people are still here. What if we're down to zero listeners after the beginning of this podcast? I know. I'm kidding. I I think people either love or hate the intro like banter. (laughs) They're hitting that 15 second button (laughs) until we go. What are we talking about today? Well, we're about to tell you. Okay. Hey, J&J, hope you were both well and love the pod. I think I finally have one for you, and I think it's been a while since you touched on this topic. On my Hinge profile, one of my Hinge prompts is, let's debate this topic. And I wrote FMK, burgers, fries, and sushi. So by the way, she writes FMK about 75 times through this. It took me to finishing the entire email to Google it. Um, <laughs> is that, did you, do you know what that is? Like fuck, Mary kill. I, well, now I, I know what fuck, Mary kill is. I didn't know it had an abreve. Totes a brief everything on perp, bro. Uh, yeah, I did not know that in a brief. So yeah, FM. Okay, I, I those understood. Like but, me, who are yeah. out of the loop and d- didn't know that FMK means fuck, Mary, kill. That is what mm. it means. And I wrote fuck, Mary, kill, burgers, fries, sushi. I'm not cool enough. Sorry, I I'm not cool enough to call myself a foodie, but I like food and I have a food Instagram with like two followers. Um, LOL. I like this prompt because to my surprise, people really respond to it and will give their rationale, which is a fun conversation starter. The problem is that half the guys we end up talking about, we end up talking about food and it leads to a date. But the other half of the time, it's really hot guy just looking to talk about sex before they even set up a date. It's also interesting to me that the hotter the guy, the more often it leads to sex talk. (laughs) (laughs) Is my hinge prompt a problem? Is this my fault? See attached screenshot of recent encounter with a hot guy that used the fuck, Mary kill to lead to sex talk for context. Before he sent this, he also asked where I would be in fuck, Mary kill for other people, meaning what other guys would put me in, in a, in an FMK situation. Can That's you explain right- that? He, so he basically was like, how would other, would, would men want to fuck, marry or kill you? Is that what he's, I guess like I don't know I don't know who the other options would be but he was putting her in the game I guess I I didn't understand that the first time I read it but now it's more understandable so he's saying to her before this conversation we're about to read he's basically like where would you land would they would guys want to fuck you or marry you or kill you a bizarre question which is a dumb question too because obviously it's comparative 
It's like yeah, I, well, <laughs> it depends, I, it depends <laughs> whose else is in the. <laughs> is it an ex? Is it my fuck right. buddy? Yeah. Yeah. Or well, well no, the guy saying, who, been, who who the other options in the fuck Mary kill are. True, that's true yeah. too. And then it's like it's funny. It's just like it depends. My situationship definitely doesn't want to marry me. <laughs> <laughs> that's a red flag in and of itself. But I unfortunately didn't run yet. So should I take this prompt out and make sure to avoid any prompts that relate anything to sex? Love all that you do. Couldn't think of a clever sign off, but would love to hear yours. P.S. He had green messages. If that isn't a deal breaker, I don't know what is. So we can read this conversation. Let's read it. All right. So she's the green text, I guess. I'll be him. Right. Yeah. Okay. Give me a rating for now. I really can't, LOL. I mean, you're a good-looking guy. A part of me thinks you might be looking for something pretty casual, but again, I don't know you, LOL. Well, what if I promised I could blow your back out and make you come over and over? (laughs) (laughs) I I like how she's like, I think you might just be looking for sex, and he's like, well. Well, let me convince you. Yeah. It is so aggressive. I mean, here's like I, I don't mean to stop our, our 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 reading here, but when she says, "I have a feeling you're looking for casual," like <laughs> like I'm not Go bla- with that I, feeling. <laughs> yeah, like do, are you looking to like know for how sure do you need to be? I like okay. Right, she's so, looking to be convinced otherwise, right? Yeah, okay. like and it's like I don't. You have to like let these people go but I, listen you're in text so it's safer here so i understand why you keep this going so he writes well what if i promised i could blow your back out and make you come over and over ideally what do you want now he's asking her what she wants yeah i'm 100 percent not interested <laughs> in this best of luck out there peace out peace emoji and then he writes because ideally i want to find my wife <laughs> he's like oh shit that didn't work <laughs> let me pivot yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh! you don't want to come? No, I want a beautiful marriage. That's what I want. I just love the idea. I don't know if this is like a, a men thing, but she's just like, yeah, I think that you might like just be looking for something casual. And he's like, oh, yeah, like, let me say something extremely crude and explicit. Um, Maybe she'll be into that. Like, yeah. I, it, it, it's like that or he's like. Oh, you think I'm in the casual? <laughs> I'll show you. <laughs> you, you. You're right, baby girl. <laughs> like, oh my god. Um, if you really were, you would say that to her. You wouldn't say that to her this early. Doubt it. Oh, you, if you no. really were, would you say that to her this early? Doubt it. See, listen. That's the point where it's like, stop the conversation. Right. Like, like, like. Would you say? Were you gonna get? Into, you know, now you're done debating. Fuck, Mary, kill burgers, fries, and shakes. And now you're like debating. Would you say to a woman that you want to make her come that you eventually want to marry? Like that's like we're into a different debate that gets right. you nowhere. If I were her, I would have stopped answering after the first very crude line personally. Well, but how fine. about give me a rating? Like I right. <laughs> well, there's a few things here to discuss. Um, the one, the the first thing, and like is what do you think of the let's debate this topic? Because I actually think it's a bad prompt. I don't think. Here's the thing. I don't think any prompts are necessarily bad if you've got like an interesting answer to them and they lead to like some sort of conversation that will tell you about someone's personality yeah for for me i don't really think the prompt is the issue here i actually think it's a good thing because it like she says half the guys are we we talk about the thing and we debate which food is is fuck mary kill and then we and then we go on a date 
The other sure. half of the guys may turn it into a sexual thing, which to me is like, great. Now I know which guys are just interested Jordana, in sex. Now you don't have to focus on them. But Jordana, those are the hotter guys, though. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I'm with you. You Like yeah. the idea that like you have a 100% success rate is just not even realistic. Like, mm-hmm. you, you, you know, if you're getting 50-50, like you're breaking it down, which is kind of the point of these dating apps. So I, right. I... I I guess my initial thought with the let's debate this topic is like it it kind of swirls you around and keeps you in 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 dating app land like doesn't get you somewhere but I guess it does if you're talking to the right it should if you're talking to a person that's actually right. interested if the person actually wants to go on a date like oh fuck Mary kill burger fries whatever like I know the best place to get a burger I'll show sure. you but like there's a very easy segue to me into that like into taking it to a date if the person's interested. And I think actually, I actually like it because I feel like it cuts the shit a little early because if you are a sexual, if you are just looking to hook up, there's also a very easy way to take that well, from it. I, I, so there, yeah, there's two ways to look at it. Fuck, marry, kill is like you're putting the cheese in the mouse trap to trap any guy that is just hears the word fuck and is like, oh, I like to fuck. <laughs> you know, like, you know, like, right. so there's the, that's the good. The bad is that to me, I think when you do fuck, marry, kill, burgers, fries, sushi, and we say this a lot when we give dating app makeovers, it's like, this is millennial Mad Libs at this point. You're saying things that aren't really personal to you. Um, I think it's harder to go sexual if your answer of let's debate this topic and then you give like a personal story, like if you're like, let's debate this topic. When I was younger, I was I had the option to get Larry Bird's autograph and I didn't because I was wearing a full suit and I was embarrassed to do that. Like if someone wrote back, like I like a man in a suit, I'd like to fuck a man in a suit. I'd be like, hey, why'd you <laughs> fucking do that? I was 10 at the time. What are you talking about? You know, it's like, wait, because right. that's a true story about me. When I was 10 years old, I was had the chance to get Larry Bird's autograph and I wouldn't do it because I was in a suit from Temple, from the high holidays and i was like embarrassed to go so if a woman sexualized that story it would be legitimately so out of left field that like you know larry bird if you're listening i need that autograph autograph. (laughs) yeah (laughs) i need that autograph to um um right or wrong that my dad has reminded me about for the last 36 (laughs) years or 26 years so i so my dad legitimately to this day still goes, you wouldn't get out of the car and get that autograph. Like every Aww. time we see each other. <laughs> so, so I, so I think if she went more personal, she would, those guys that are looking to make it about sex would, would still not talk. To, would, you would deal with less sexual stuff. Just those guys, those hot dudes that bring up, you know, fucking right away, wouldn't talk to you and you would get a more interested answer. So you're saying you just they just wouldn't speak to you at all, but you, so you I, should, I, it would you be, should change the prompt. I, yeah, it would be very hard to talk to someone with like that's why like if you put personal story like these prompts are made, you get it what you get out of them what you put into them. The more personal you make them, the more personal the response is going to be. But what about the argument that like the more personal or specific it is, the more like obscure the reference potentially, and that someone might not like even know what you're talking about. Like I mean, I might it, my the story I just told let's debate this topic. Should I have gotten out of the car and gotten Larry Bird's autograph? Like if you don't like, you can Google Larry Bird, you know, like if, right. if you really if have an interest enough. in me, like, like yeah. the idea that it's, you know, I'm not saying to like do a Henry David Thoreau quote and see if people <laughs> fucking understand. It. I'm not telling you to like, you know, talk about, you know, the Dude, immersion experience. Mary. Larry, da- Larry, 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 Bird. Larry, 
Like, Henry Larry, David Thoreau. <laughs> yeah, like I do think that there's, you know, you got to make a story palatable just like I would have to make us, you know, just like when we like talk on this podcast, we, you know, we want to be broad, we want to be relatable, like you want to do that too with your story, but I think personal stories uh, get you personal responses that like, and, and again, it's going to get you less responses and that, right. you know, that's the fear I think people have. Although I do think you can respond to anything sexually if you try hard enough. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, I could. I, <laughs> absolutely. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I totally um, know, yeah. But I do, th- I think the prompts are, I think any prompt that eliminates people is a good prompt too. Totally agree. And I mean, like this guy, they're already texting. He's asking for a rating like he's on hotornot.com. <laughs> and then she, she's kind of going along with it. Like, you know, I think if someone, here's the thing. If a guy wants sex, he's going to let you know very quickly a lot of times. Like, you know, so like sometimes like like sometimes we'll look at a picture and I know here here's the the tough thing to say as a man. Like I'm I'm and this is the icky part of this discussion is like you you, you know, if you say the word fuck, a guy's going to talk about fucking. And okay. just know that's what he's looking for. So like sometimes we see pictures of women in their dating and I'm not saying like I to me, this sounds like I'm blaming the victim a little bit. And I don't mean to be doing that. Like, you have to protect yourself on these apps is more my point. And it's like, you know, if a guy likes your bathing suit picture he's, and, and didn't respond to your story about uh, being, you know, a child, you know, right. what does he you can care tell about? what he's interested in, right? Yeah. He, guys are very um I think that's a good obvious. tip to look out for, right? Yeah. And, well, that's why I for. always say if someone's first response is to comment on something about your appearance... That's usually a sign that that's like they're trying to hook up. And it goes up. Guys don't go down. If you start at right. sex, it's going to go to more sex. It's not going to go to, oh, c- let's put away the sexual conversation. It, very rarely, I'm saying. Right. No, I totally agree. The way it begins is usually the way it ends. You guys know I'm a huge fan of Skims. And with warmer weather coming up, I recently tried out one of their t-shirts. Skims makes the best basics and foundations. So it's no surprise that it's the best fitting tee I've ever worn. Finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge, whether it's the fit or the quality. But with Skims, they make the most flattering shirts for everyone. Honestly, I love pretty much everything Skims makes, but I really love their t-shirts. They're like form fitting and they make my body just look that much smoother. I have the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt in Onyx. has amazing versatility. It is literally a must-have for a spring wardrobe. They're stretchy, they're flattering. You can dress it up or dress it down, and you don't have to worry about compromising style or comfort. I also have the cotton jersey t-shirt in marble, and it's really just changed the game for me. It's taking the regular t-shirt, it's leveling it up. There's no stretched collars or hems, and it literally fits like a dream. Skims t-shirts are made with innovative technology while always keeping style and comfort in mind. From crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, Skims has something for every fit and everybody. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com now available in sizes extra extra small to 4x if you haven't yet be sure to let them know i sent you after you place your order select podcast in the survey and select you up in the drop down menu that follows have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always afford the super high-end stuff i have a solution for you newly newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. 
Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There's no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. So it's no big deal if you lose a button, spill something, or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. Get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. And you always have the option to buy what you love. For sometimes up to 75% off. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code UUP20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com, that's Newly with two U's, and enter the code UUP20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, Newly with two U's, with code UUP20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Let's do some awkward sex. Let's do it. Send in your awkward sex stories because they keep getting better and better. UUP at Betches.com. I mean, last week's was a banger. Yes. This week's is a banger. <laughs> like, these are back-to-back. These are getting better weeks. and better. Yeah. So send them in UUP at Betches.com. We know you guys are having IRL summer. Or you're doing some disgusting shit out there. So send <laughs> it in. <laughs> well, the IRL summer, plus the fact it's like, um, it's also awkward conversation summer. Like, people are just not used to being in public settings. So that leads to more awkward <laughs> sexual tension you know like, we're saying weird shit yeah sure i mean when when i got invited to the immersion experience <laughs> the van gogh immersion experience i was like i can't wait to get my first response this is stupid but i was like i was like i can't wait to have my my asshole fingered by van gogh like i look like, like <laughs> did you say that <laughs> maybe okay so let's do the awkward sex <laughs> UUP at Betches.com. Uh, I'm imagining JJ. inviting someone to that. That was their <laughs> response. Okay. When do I get fondled by Van Gogh in this immersion experience? I don't know. I, I just can't hear the word immersion and take it seriously. Okay. Hi, J&J. I've been listening to the UUP podcast since the pandemic and have successfully gone back to the beginning and listened to every episode by now. You guys are awesome and give the blunt, realistic advice a lot of us needed to hear. I don't know why I made that needed. Need to hear. Um, I have kept this story to myself for a long time and figured what better way to debut it than on a national podcast. All right, here we go. We're we're international, by the way. We have some abroad listeners. We do. You heard it here first or second. That's right. <laughs> it was about two years ago. I went on an all-inclusive vacation to Punakana with my boyfriend of about a year. One of, the night, one of the last nights of the trip, we decided to do a romantic dinner on the beach. While you're at dinner, someone from the resort goes into your room and sets up champagne, chocolate-covered strawberries, and roses all around the room, as well as the jacuzzi. Not sure who's been to one of these types of all-inclusive resorts before, but I have, somewhat, I have a somewhat sensitive stomach, and the food at the resort <laughs> did not agree with me. <laughs> romantic. I'm... So I was actually staying in Atlantic City last weekend and I had a jacuzzi in the room and I in Atlantic I got, I got, there's something about it being in Punta Cana that makes it less disgusting. Like Atlantic City I saw that jacuzzi and I was like, "Oh." <laughs> like Right. But I, um, I I can understand why this is like a a fun so you didn't you know, go couples in. thing. No, I didn't go in. Um <laughs> so alone in your room. Okay. So, so, yeah, alone. <laughs> so we can, <laughs> just me alone in a jacuzzi with rose petals everywhere. Um, so we get back from dinner and immediately took our clothes off and hopped in the jacuzzi. We had some really fun sex, but towards the end, the very end, I started feeling sharp pains in my stomach and I knew that I needed to sit my ass on the toilet ASAP. Side note, I was not comfortable yet sharing with my boyfriend how many times I needed 
needed the toilet that week. Because <laughs> <laughs> that is a thing early on in the in the have first you, have vacation. Ever, That's a big have, part of it. You ever shit in the lobby during a vacation? Oh yeah, you have. For sure. I didn't know that women were doing that. Uh, like while, like the idea that like women that I was like intimate with were going to the lobby to take a dump is so funny to me. Totally. Because I, like everyone I'm like, I know has done this. Yeah, that, that, I didn't know this was a big thing for women, and I think some men do it. But I'm I'm like Elmo on the toilet, like I'm dancing. Well, you know, <laughs> it's the beginning. You want to maintain a little air of mystery. Sure. You don't want to be like you know. You're probably I get especially it. early early in the game trip. You're like trying to be you're bringing like the sexiest yeah, 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 self to the it, table. I guess if you're in the bed watching Sports Center and you hear, <laughs> you're like, oh, okay. I guess we've things have changed. We've crossed the threshold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I quickly hot. Okay. So, side note, I was not comfortable yet sharing with my boyfriend how many times I needed the toilet that week. I quickly hopped off his dick and told him that I came and was too sore to continue. <laughs> oh, you you wrecked that puss. Oh Gotta get off you. <laughs> I immediately hit the drain and told him, let's hurry up and get out of the tub before all the water goes down. He got out first and I said I'd meet him in the room because I had to go to the bathroom. As soon as he left, I looked down and realized I had explosive (laughs) diarrhea all over the tub. The water went down and the tub looked like a crime scene with the roses and piles of shit spread all over the place. I hopped in the shower and when I got out, heard my boyfriend say, oh my God, did you see the tub? I said, no, what happened? Putting my best surprise face on. <laughs> no, what happened? <laughs> oh, God, what happened here? <gasps> and he, he continued to show me the crime scene and tell me that he thinks it must be dirt all over the tub from the roses and the jets. This boy was so oblivious at times, and thankfully this was one of them. To this day, he has no idea that I shit the tub. We ended up breaking up a few months later, and I swore I'd take this story to the grave, but here we are now, and I hope this can provide a good laugh. Sincerely, the Phantom Jacuzzi Shitter. Love that. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, that's I'm proud a, yeah. of her for sharing her story. Same. That's that's something. I um, mean, Jordana, can I ask you a question, a personal question? Sure. I, I guess... <laughs> How personal is this going to get? Let's see. Well, I guess when you're having sex, like... Yeah. I guess I'm thinking of my body during sex. I'm, you know, thrusting and it's easier for me to hold shit in me. Because you're receiving the penis and you, is there like an unclenching that has to happen with your body for downstairs that kind of relates to the butthole? Do you know what I'm talking about? Like I can clench during all of sex if I had to take a dump. Is she saying that she shit in the middle of sex or like after? I don't know. I don't know when the shit happens that doesn't get on him unless like how, you know, I I guess he would think it's one of the jets, (laughs) the jacuzzi jets. (laughs) Yeah, never going back to that hotel. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like one of the jets really got hot at one moment. Yeah, like I, I, so is there an unclenching of your body during sex that like shitting during it is a concern? I've never heard of anyone shitting during. I, mean, uh, I I've heard. I mean, when it's a known thing that when you have a baby, yes, you off, most often shit. Giving yeah, birth. I've heard that. That that's the one I've heard. You're like pushing. Yeah, thankfully I live in a time where men relate that idea, and so in the future I can stand a, <laughs> the proper jokes. part of the room and yeah, and make fart noises as it's happening. <laughs> 
Is it out yet? Not the baby. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine you're having the a baby? It's, love the most, you. The, it's the most pi- painful part of your life, and I'm in the background. <laughs> How annoying. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, that'll be interesting for you. Can't wait to hear that episode. Yeah, um, sure. So, but during sex, I don't think it's like quite this, because you're not, you're not pushing. I guess maybe if you really had to go and you were like relaxed, it might happen, but usually when you're like when you have to go very badly, you're like trying to clench it in. That's so. I'm so I'm wondering, can you clench and be be bedded at the same time? I've never heard of that. Of so what? I, of shitting of, during sex? Yes. Over or like even really of having to, unless it was like I've heard of like situations for like anal sex, obviously, sure. but that's like pretty obvious. Um, but yeah. I think it was probably right after. If I, I guess had to I mean imagine. this is I mean this awkward sex story is a mystery as well as a fun story because when yeah does we need this clarity occur people, <laughs> I just like the I mean I don't like I actually really don't like the idea that someone stayed in this room after and might have been just like casually relaxing in this tub not knowing that there's like semen I mean obviously they clean it but <laughs> semen and shit that was just very recently that like crime scene. <laughs> Yeah, there's so a, much uh, DNA evidence. There's a TikTok sound. What is it called? But, but dick and pussy. What? Maybe uh, what? Maddie knows. It's uh There's a song where it's like vagina, dick, and butt, and they give it a name. I haven't heard that one yet. Oh Lost me on that one. I I got nothing. Maddie's like, what kind of weird TikTok pages are you following? I don't know what side of TikTok you're on. Sure, it's like, oh, that wasn't TikTok. That was uh, oh, Pornhub. Yeah, Shit. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I just googled. I mean, the Google results are ridiculous. I for. <laughs> there's a song on TikTok that the the punchline of the song is a mixture of all the genitalia no the mixture of all the smells that happen during a sexual experience okay so and they call it like badick and pussy or something like that like uh, <laughs> they like combine all the words someone's gonna dm me you can really find anything on the internet and, yeah and <laughs> the dms this week are gonna be like a little crazy uh, <laughs> can't wait can't, can't wait. wait yeah that's a good episode of a good episode absolutely um so I would call this shit or get off the tub or get out of the tub. I love that one. That's a great one. What do you um, got? Mine were poo poo pool, the sewage okay, like spa, that. and the butt bidet. Butt bidet. Because you're spraying out from your butt like a jet. Okay. I, the opposite. A, yeah, I the see. opposite. Uh, yeah. Maddie came out with the the mud bath, the sneaker, sneaky shitter. Beware of va- vacations. Um, I like Jordan. I like yours. I think that's the the ding ding ding. Thank has you. This, has anything like this ever? It never happened. To you, you said. Well, well, no. During no, I've like farted. I don't. I don't think I. I had to go. I would be able to like if I really had to go. I don't think I could like be like having sex. I. It would yeah. be like too. I wouldn't be able to concentrate. I could if I could. Con- I mean, I could. <laughs> could I, I, I can multitask. I, I can right. do a lot at once. I, I told you the story about pooping and I, I farted in the tub and it changed. Change color? No, I, <laughs> I. It was Valentine's Day. Oh yeah. And I was in the tub, <laughs> and I thought it would be a hilarious joke to fart in the tub while I was in it with my, uh, my girlfriend at the time, 
and it just ruined everything. Like it just like you know As that joke was, either works or it bombs, and it bombed so horribly. Like, what if she had done that? I would have laughed. I I. I, <laughs> I, I this sounds I, very unsanitary. It it only feels more unsanitary when you fart in a tub when the actual bubbles come up and smell like. You said it was. It changed the color. No, no, no! It didn't change the color. Okay. I farted, <laughs> and then the bubbles came up, and you could smell the bubbles. Like, oh, okay. So it's like just it's like, the, it's the like ability nice to stew. do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like legitimately, like she was just like, no, done, over, get out. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, and I was like, well, lesson learned. Uh, <laughs> um, happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> so that's the closest you've gotten to this story. I think that's about as close as I've gotten. Yeah. Um, okay. Red flag or deal breaker? You find out he did that Mike shit in the tub year in. It's all it's over. I've already like we're back from vacation. I think I think either way, it's here, unless it was on purpose. Well, here's how it happens. Here's a whole how it new happens. Story. Would you look at him a different way if he shit in the tub during sex? And just like how she wrote in this email, she, he goes to the shower, showers off. You go, whoa, there must be dirt. And he goes along with you. And he's like, yeah, I guess it was dirt. That's so gross. And then you get in bed and you're going, you're sniffing. And you're like, that dirt smells like shit, don't you think? And he's like, I got to tell you, I shit in the tub. And he let, and you catch him in that night. So now you have to spend a night smelling his shit. Would it change he, okay. things for you? Is he like mortified? He would have to be like very embarrassed. That's the whole thing. It's like most of these. It's like if he's the appropriate, if he feels bad about himself enough, <laughs> I'll let him off the hook. <laughs> wow. This is, I, I, Mike, I just need some self-flagellation. Mike, I can't wait to hear your vows at your wedding. Mike, I knew you were the one when you hated yourself enough. <laughs> so settle down with me. <laughs> settle down. <laughs> I wish that you maintain a self-esteem level <laughs> at which we will be happy forever. No, you know what I mean? You'd want, I just, what I mean by that is that I would I, want I him to it. be like, yeah, you know, I, uh, LOL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't. And then there's a point with LOL where they start defending it. Like, yeah, so what? I shit in the tub. Get over it. You know, like. They, right. Well, because that's how I would act. If, if I did that and I were her and I like couldn't and I like felt like I needed, I would be like, I'm extremely mortified. I'm like so embarrassed, but this is what happened. That's how I would do it. So that's yeah. the, the, you know. You want someone to match you. I would call down to the front desk and be like, hey, um, we need some, uh, just some wipes, por favor. Um, <laughs> what about you? Red flag or deal breaker? It's a red flag. I, I agree with you. There's just got to be like, humility is kind of what I'm looking for. That's what yeah, I'm yeah, saying yeah, I think, in a I think, way. Yeah, I, I like how you said it more, but I... I think some humility. I I think like the like to me there's a version of it that's kind of cute. Like like <laughs> I don't know if that what that makes me into a monster, but like you're just like, "Oh, like we all stars, they're just like us." Like hearing a woman's you know can fuck up like I could fuck up is kind of nice. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so 
comfortable, and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age, and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Send in yours, UUP at Betches.com, UUP at Betches.com. Let's do another email. Okay. Hi, Jane Jay. I wanted to start by saying thank you so much for the realness you bring to your show and how helpful and nice it has been for me, even as someone who has been dating their boyfriend for 10 years. Wow. That being said, I'm stuck and I don't know what to do. My boyfriend and I started dating in high school and have been together ever since. We are 26 years old now and just celebrated our 10-year anniversary. We were a perfect match and have a shockingly healthy relationship considering how long we've been together. For our entire relationship, I've never once worried about him cheating or hiding anything from me. We have been 100% honest about everything, even when it's not necessarily what the other person wants to hear. And this past weekend, we went to a bachelor. He went to a bachelor party for a college friend in Vegas. So stereotypical. And I wasn't worried at all. My friends, even my mom were like, how are you so secure? That's so great. You trust him so much, blah, 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 blah. And I was so proud of us and our relationship for being this strong, where we don't need to be jealous or worried about cheating, even, a pla- even in a place like Vegas. Well, I picked him up from the airport last night and he was quiet, but I thought he was just tired from the flight. When we got home, he told me he kissed someone at a pool party. He said he was drunk, but not drunk enough to use it as an excuse, a.k.a. there was a conscious part of him that was making the decision to kiss her. Now I am completely stuck. I know it's just a kiss and that things could have been much worse, but it's less about the act for me and more about how my trust is completely broken. I don't know how to react. I feel like he has taken advantage of my trust and I'm left feeling like an idiot. He feels awful and knows it's going to take time for me to move on from this. What kind of conversations would you suggest having in this situation? How much time is long enough to move on from this? Do the different levels of cheating really matter? What is the best thing for me to do now? Just for more info, we were planning on getting engaged in the next six months. We live together. We have two dogs together. I still love him so much and that will never change. I just need any kind of guidance from the dating solvers themselves. Thanks so much. This is a tough question because I can answer how I would handle this situation, but I understand that it's like, we're coming from a totally different angle. Like she referenced, but I can only like kind of, I need to like use her words to kind of reference where my mind goes. Mm-hmm. Jordana, do you know what I'm talking about? Like she says a few things that you're not answering this as if it was you, you're answering it like given the information that she's giving you about herself and her yeah, I guess. So like- I don't know. Like if I, I guess I am answering it for myself. If I'm 26 
and the person I've been dating since high school is making out with other people, maybe we need a break. You know, mm-hmm. maybe we, maybe this has run its course. Maybe this person's bored and maybe you're a little bored. Like just, there's some weird parts to this email and not weird in the sense of like, this person's wrong. I understand where they come from, but like, don't you think like, you know, start a day. We've been together. Uh, like when, when they say I'm stuck and I don't know what to do, like, to me, the word stuck is kind of said a couple times, isn't it? Um, now I'm completely stuck. She says stuck twice. And that kind of like stuck out to me because I'm like, you're not stuck. You know, you're 26 and young and smart and you have a whole life to lead. And then they reference 10-year anniversary, perfect match, shockingly right. healthy. Um, <laughs> and then, the you know... It, if you're such a perfect match, like and like the friends and family being like you're letting him go to Vegas, right. like that's a little weird too. Like why wouldn't I agree you, with that? R- yeah. Right. There's just some. I like, thought those two things very much stuck out to me as like odd. First of all, when you describe your relationship as perfect, it immediately stands out to me as someone who doesn't really understand like their relationship because no relationship is perfect, or like totally. isn't have or isn't communicating in a way that they really know what's going on with the other person because again. Not that like you can't you can have a very healthy relationship, but no relationship is perfect. And if you have a healthy relationship, it means that you know that it's not perfect. That's part of having a healthy relationship is knowing that that other person and you and your match is not 100 percent perfect. That Things could be better in some ways or others. And also it's like aspirational, like always trying to get better is like kind of like the fun of a relationship. Like, how do we figure this out together? Like, you know, like. It's it's nice to be a little bit mismatched. Like that that kind of adds excitement and a little bit of you know drama to it. I don't know if that's right. Like well, a single person's perspective. Like I don't know if I would think that while I was in a relationship, but like I kind of like that's what keeps a relationship a little bit hot is like being like he likes this and I like this and we argue about this. Like you're not perfect. You know, like Exactly. Like that yeah, it it keeps it hot. It's also just like that's life. Like you're never yeah. like you could have an you could live in a home that's amazing, but it's not no, nothing is perfect. And I think sure. almost saying the word perfect to me demonstrates a level of immaturity or naivete about relationships in general. Well, that's that's that that's kind of where the 10 year when you're referencing you've been together 10 years and you're 26. So you're referencing that 16 to 22 are years you were living in reality, which I disagree with. And I think those are years that you become naive, like, you know, right. to like how a relationship works because you've never experienced anything else. Yeah. And I think your relationship might seem perfect and healthy because you don't talk about things that you should be talking about. And to me, this this kissing thing seems to be more of a symptom of a of improper communication in your relationship because the question she should be asked, I don't necessarily think that the relationship is doomed. I don't know the relationship. I do think that if you're describing it as perfect, you don't have a good sense of of what it is either. Or maybe you're, you're not you living on the things, same planet. Right. Or you person. both have things that you're thinking that you haven't said. And because you haven't said it, you, you don't fight. And because you don't fight, you think it's perfect. But it's really because you're not really actually talking about anything serious. But the fact that he went, went away and he kissed someone to me is more an indication of like there's things that he's thinking that he's not saying like maybe you said maybe he's like oh i've never got a chance to do this i've been dating this person for 10 years we're talking about engagement maybe he's scared and that was and that was his way of um sort of like physical like the action that came out of that yeah i mean you'd have to ask him that's what i'm saying like the question you should ask is more like 
what you know what I mean? Like what drove you? What made you want want to do this? Are you are and then you can say this obviously it's easier said than than done to say in a non-judgmental way of like we've been dating for 10 years. I know we're talking about and getting engaged. Like, is there something about that that you don't feel ready for or that you don't feel, do you feel like we haven't talked about certain things or is there something else you want to experience before that and happens? Let me, let me defend the emailer because I agree with everything you're saying. And it's like, I also understand that it sometimes feels like it's too late to start talking those ways. So if you start at 16 okay. and now it's 26, you're like, well, we already did that chapter. So I can't bring it up anymore. You like it sounds like they have to unbutton the shirt to rebutton it and get it, you know, to match the buttons up. Like, you know, like the, I can understand why. Like you, you're like, well, we're already ten years in, and we've never talked about that before, but we're fine. And it's like, so I can understand why those conversations don't happen when you have totally. all this history together. Like it, it is totally understandable. But that might be the reason to bring in a therapist. That might be a reason to bring in a professional who can mediate these conversations and ask the questions that maybe you're afraid to ask or don't really have the ability to yet. Because you get, you, you know, the when you get in a relationship, you start sharing kind of, you're like one vessel. And if you've been together 10 years, especially through your formative, you know, you're 18 with this person, you guys are like one thing together. So, you know, right. you don't even know how to do that. You you may need someone to untie you a little bit so you can get a little messy with the conversation. Yeah, I totally agree. I think a therapist is always helpful in these situations, especially when you've invested a lot of time and you really love the person. I do think when she says it's less about the act for me and more about how my trust is completely broken. To me, your trust shouldn't be that broken. He told you immediately. It was like, I've, to me, it's not about, it wouldn't be about the trust trust for me if he did it and he hid it from you and then you found out some other way it would be like oh sure. i can't ever trust you this is more like i made a mistake and i'm telling you immediately yeah like, i would I, trust I, him I, almost more because i'd be like oh then you've never done this before because you would have told me <laughs> it, it, it is interesting you bring that up because don't you think when she says like my trust is broken is like the dramatized version like that doesn't really help anything you know, like what you're saying is like diet and exercise and what she's saying, like you're basically prescribing diet and exercise, which is like talking and asking questions that you might get uncomfortable answers to. And mm -hmm. she's saying, how do I build my trust, which is just a vague, un, you know, you can't build, you know, I don't know. I don't know. It takes time. That's the only right. thing I can really say to that. Like you guys got to do surgery. You got to go into the body and see, you know, where the issues are. You got to. Do you know what I right. mean? Because like she said, it's not to me. It's not about the kiss. To me, it's not about the trust thing either. Mm. To me, it's about like clearly when you've been with someone for 10 years. There's and, and it, like exactly like you said, like when you start dating someone at 16, you're not going to be like, well, like, what are you what are your thoughts on like monogamy or like, do you feel <laughs> like you want to date? Would you want to how many people do you want to date before you get married? Like yeah, you're not those aren't things that you <laughs> that you're talking you ever about. Thought at 16. Of kissing someone else. The, the guy's like, I you're my first kiss. Right. <laughs> someone yeah, else. I, and I think 10 years in like the stakes are so much higher where it's so totally. hard to be like, like, do you ever feel like regret that you never got to experience, you know, single be a single life in college? Or do you feel like there's people that you do you ever worry that like, you know, we there, there might even be better matches for us out there because we haven't dated anyone else the stakes are so high like i i from his perspective like you're dating 10 years you're 26 
They're talking about engagement. She even says the engagement is coming. Right. Like, like this might be him acting out. Like, like him act, him telling you it might be the beginning of the end. I, I'm sorry to break this to this person, but like maybe this was the easiest way to shake things up so he could let you know we had issues so that there's a reason to break up. Do you know what I mean? Like when you're 10 years in, you know the families, you've grown up together. The only way out is to like literally like kind of do a suicide bomb. Like, and that's kind of what he did. Like I have to wonder right. why he was so willing to come out with this information. Like, right. Well, I I think that I don't even know. I mean, I think maybe it could be that he wants to end the relationship, but it seems like he definitely wants to get these probably these these thoughts or feelings that he's been thinking for a long time out. And he does. Like Absolutely you said, right. It's hard to be like, well, have you ever thought about kissing someone else? Like when you were like, <laughs> oh, we were talking about getting engaged in six months like that would. But like, I think this, this was is an like, easier way. Like it's oh, it's in it's interesting ways, that you this have is, yeah. to talk about it now. Like yeah, You yeah, have yeah, yeah. to do it. Um, so, I mean, this should be comforting to her. Like I, <laughs> we just told, <laughs> we just told me this thinking about making out with other people, but I'm saying the comforting part about it is like, he's acting out to talk about it. So, yeah. and, and I think my biggest piece of advice to this person is it's not the end of the, you have to be willing when you have these conversations with this person, I would encourage you to have them without, you know, thinking of what you're losing. You're gaining either the partner that you deserve or the ability to go find that partner. You know, right. it, it's the it's not it's one or the other. And if you're thinking of like, well, if we have this conversation, it could ruin everything we've built in ten years. Like, I, I, I let's think of the next fifty years. You know, right? <laughs> like, well, that's like, what I'm saying. If you have this conversation and and it and it doesn't go well, then you've saved the rest of your life. And yeah. if it does go well, honestly, a lot of these times you have these conversations or you see a couple of therapists or something like that, that happens and you work through whatever issues or anxieties someone's having. And then you feel so much better than you did before that. Like maybe you'll come yeah. out of this even. And they say that about like infidelity or any kind of stuff. It's like sometimes it's like when you come back from that, you come back stronger because you're not pretend you're not living in this fantasy perfect life because there's all these bottled up feelings or thoughts that people have been having for 10 years that they haven't said instead you're like airing it out and you're working it through it with the person and if you can manage it to get on the same page or to to let that out and let the person know like your like secret feelings that you're scared to say and and you can work through it with them your your relationship is way better and is closer to the non-existent perfect relationship that you think you have right now totally agree it's it, it's almost selfish like if you you have to go in to this con these conversations saying I need better like and I know that's a hard way to think when you're with your six your high school sweetheart because mm -hmm. you're like well we've been together we were a we well no right now it's an I need to feel good about the rest of my life and I think what Jordan what you just said like nail on the head like you know it's it, it's right, gotta it's, be go ahead I'm sorry no sir go on it's just gotta be about this is self-improvement He's totally. a part of that, but he might not be, you know? Like, Yeah. And I mean, it's so, I can see why that would be incredibly hard to do that. Especially there's a difference between dating someone for 10 years from 30 to 40 and from 16 to 26. Like that person totally. becomes a part of your identity. Like, oh yeah. yeah you know yeah. what I mean? Like that's like almost half your life. That's just like they're they're The way they're integrated into your life is in such a bigger way that it does seem like a way scarier idea. 
oh, to like yeah. unlink with them. I mean, they probably have a TikTok account together. Uh, they have <laughs> dog a Facebook, with a, a dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's a tough one. I I it, I read that one before, and I was like, this is for a professional. I don't know. I hope we help them a little bit, right? Yeah. I mean, obviously, we're not going to solve the the, the no. question of whether or not you should stay together, but like, I think we helped you ask the right questions or find but, someone who can help you facilitate them. But was the woman in Vegas hot? No. <laughs> <laughs> Because that makes a difference. That yeah. makes a difference. That's the worst advice giver. So what'd she look like? Uh, get the fuck out of here. You was know, it like, worth it? <laughs> was it? <laughs> Let's play some games. Let's do it. Okay. okay. Red flag deal breaker. Everyone's favorite. Um, I'll read it. You ready? Yes. These are, I mean, listen, UUP at Betches.com. I love how they keep getting more and more real. The red flag deal breaker. <laughs> deal breaker. Red flag or deal breaker, you hook your hookup has a Winnie the Pooh themed room. My friend hooked up with a guy recently whose entire bedroom was Winnie the Pooh themed. She said every wall had a detailed mural painted on it. He claimed that it was the previous homeowner's child's bedroom and he left the murals up because he didn't know what to do with it. But he had been there for at least a few months, so it's super creepy. He hadn't painted over it. Jordana, what do you think? So I'm a little confused by okay. the scenario. So this guy rented a room in a house. So this is an important part that I thought of as well. We we are in sync completely because <laughs> it is a big difference. Is he renting this house and there's a Winnie the Pooh wall or is he in the new owner of the house and he's like, I guess I'll keep the Winnie the Pooh. Right. You know what I mean? And if he and if that is the case, if he's the new owner of the house, why is he sleeping in the child's bedroom and not the master? So this makes me think it's a rental situation is kind of the that's the the line of thinking I went down. And in that case, I will say this. I have thought about this a lot actually. I cannot <laughs> believe the lengths women go to to decorate a part an apartment that they rent. Right. That is a very female thing to me. The idea, because so if if he is renting this room or this house or whatever the situation is, I I think when she says it's so creepy, he hasn't painted over it. I don't know any men who move into an apartment and be like, ah, I, well, once I paint these walls, it'll be ready. You know, like I've that's just never crossed my mind. And I know there are women out there who paint the walls in their in their like I mean rented space. I mean, if it was a if it was Winnie the Pooh themed, and I was renting it, I think I'd I would change it. I, I you'd leave I'd, it. I'd leave it. There's no way I would do. I would paint over it. Like the idea that they're like, well, when you move Even out, you you're gonna dating? paint it back. Even if what? Even if you were dating, like if you were if you were like single and you're dating, and the room that you're renting is Winnie the Pooh themed. Here's the wallpaper, thing about male, carpet. This is the unfair about thing about male confidence, and this is the reason. You know, men put six foot when they're five, eight on a dating app. They're like, just get a, get on the date and I'll be good. I'll figure it out when I get there. Like every guy thinks they're a great improviser. Like they'll be able to figure right. it out on the fly. They're going to MacGyver it. We'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. If she's in my room, I, you know, she ain't leaving when she's seeing Winnie the Pooh because it's me. That's the, that's the male ego and confidence playing in. So I, 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 and I'm answering for our, not all men, but most of them. For your whole gender. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think it might be a deal breaker for me. I'd be like, this is like, 
weird. It, it, it to me, it would it would signal like not having your shit together enough to like not live in a Winnie the Pooh themed room. Like you're even, not ready to settle down. Even <laughs> if she wrote <laughs> me, not ready, but I, I'm going to make you come over and over again and blow your back. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but they write. They've been there for at least a few months. Like, how many months do you give the guy? You give it's not like he's been there ten years and he's like, yeah, you know, it's been ten years here at this apartment. Like, a few months. I'd give him three months. Okay, let's say uh, the person has been in their apartment for three months and they have nothing hung on the wall. Jared, do you do- have a Winnie the Pooh themed room in your new apartment? No, but I do in the bathroom have a. Um, <laughs> I have an artist rendering of me with a charcuterie board wearing a board lord um, apron in my bathroom. That's funny. Did someone gift that to you or did you buy yeah. it for yourself? Uh, the producer for my podcast, Shelby, he got me for my birthday a, a painting That's funny. Of me. I it like that. It was very funny. But yeah. it's hung up in my bathroom. So I always wonder like how insane that would look to someone just like me staring down on them while they're you know, I mean, shitting. <laughs> If they had no idea that you do that, probably a lot weirder than if they've listened to your show. Yeah, that is, that's fair. Yeah. But I, I, I don't have Winnie the Pooh, but what if you walked into an apartment and they had nothing hung up? Um, Would you see that they were And they had just moved, they'd moved in three months? Yeah, three months ago. Would they be I'm as fine unprepared? With that. For, you're fine with that. That's interesting yeah. though, right? One is like I, one is like I'm trying to like not scare you. Mm. And one is like I'm not trying to impress that much. There's difference. Sure. I get you. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I can understand. One to me, is like they're a, the same laziness. To, but I understand what you're saying. But there's a difference between a man who would move into a Winnie the Pooh themed room and not have to immediately change it. And a man who moved in and didn't get around to decorating his apartment. Fair. That's fair. I, I If I had if other way around, I wouldn't think twice. I'd just be like, oh, okay. You, you, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't want to have to you're into you guys want, in in crop tops yeah yeah listen I, I, yeah if i saw that on the wall i would take off my pants and just be in my t-shirt for the rest of the night winnie the pooing all over the place <laughs> there you go all right hi j and j thanks for the great podcast use a red flag or, or deal breaker i would love to hear your take on Red flag or deal breaker. On the fourth date, he pulls up his Hinge profile to show you he updated his photos. For context, I met this guy on Hinge and we were on our fourth date. He was telling me about his recent weight loss journey and that he feels like he is starting to see results and wanted to show me pictures. He showed me a few on his phone and then he moved on to say that he even updated his Hinge profile pictures and opens up the app to show me. Of course, I had already noticed he updated his photos after our second date, but I was more baffled that he was telling me himself. After he showed me his new enhanced dating profile, I flat out asked him why he was showing me this, to which he looked blankly at me, not understanding, and asked, why not? I was... (laughs) (laughs) The obliviousness is unbelievable. Yeah, like, why not? I wasn't expecting to have to explain how I felt, but I just replied with, obviously, I know you were on the apps. That's how we met. But you don't need to show me your new updated profile that your prospective future matches will see. He quickly acknowledged an agreement with me and then changed the conversation. Would you consider this a red flag or a deal breaker? I know it was just our fourth date and clearly we are both still talking to other people and using the apps, but I still found it disrespectful to pull up your profile and flat out show me. What's your take on this? Would you be offended? Also, did he just have a momentary brain fart when he pulled out his dating profile? Because why would someone do that? Thanks in advance. This is a great one. Let me just say that up front. I love the perspective of the emailer. And 
it sounds like they were hopeful for this to be a match. Right. Doesn't it? Yeah. In in I the mean, world. All, she's on a date. <laughs> sure. And they're but they're, they're on the fourth date. So in a world where she's looking she saw this as maybe a potential relationship, I would consider this a deal breaker. Yeah. Um and it's because when he's doing there it's okay Why to would show he each, do this. He's fucked up by losing weight. And I can relate to that completely. Like I've talked about this on this podcast before. If you are like he is there's there is a mind bender of a situation if you lose I don't know how much weight he lost so that's why I stopped you on the surgery versus journey. Sorry. If it was sur- <laughs> but this is if it was surgery I would be even more convinced. But since it's his weight loss journey, he seems to be very proud of himself and he seems to be still in this mode of like adjusting his confidence level with where he sees himself and how he sees himself. I think this is a person that is like Oh, is in that weight loss mentality. Like, I'm, I'm making a lot of assumptions. Like, to be to be blunt, do you feel like he's trying to find the hottest person he can for his new bod? Kind of. I think like he doesn't know how to. <laughs> I, I I think he's like doesn't know how to operate. Like I I okay. I think losing a lot of weight can really do that to someone because it's like you, you're not you the the one thing you were the least confident about is now quote unquote fixed which i don't believe to be true but it's in their mind they're like okay then everything else should be gravy like my life should be perfect right so when he's showing you pictures of how much weight he's lost and look at my new profile that tells you where his mind is at is just acquiring you know just like you said like not the hottest person but like just numbers like he thinks because Mm -hmm. that's gone because he's lost the weight now he deserves more matches and more more, more, and everything. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, right. I, I, I'm, I'm doing like a lot of like, you know, amateur, you know, psychologist over here. Because, but I'm saying that I have lost a lot of weight before, and I, I have been in that zone where you kind of lose touch with being a human. Do you feel like it might be a similar thing to like someone who had maybe just come into like a lot of money? There's a, there's a, there's a corollary. I would say there's. The metaphor could be made. Yeah, I would. I would like. You just don't. Now I got. I, like, I don't know. I yeah. Put, I, this I could, puts me in a different league, and now I can like act kind of like more. However, I feel like yeah, I want to all the time. And I guess that would come out in different ways. They'd be an asshole in a different way. You know what I mean? Or it might right. be with women too. I, I I don't know. But I to me, this person like because when you go on a fourth date with someone, it's not that you don't know they're on the apps. It's just that. You want to be classy enough to live in the illusion that it's just you two dating, especially if you're actually interested in like that's yeah totally. really right pursuing them. To me, he's showing you his interest, and that is getting more women because of his new body. Right, I agree with her. I'd be totally turned off by that too. Be a deal breaker for me. Yeah, he couldn't even do the. And she's like, "Did he meet? Was this a brain fart?" No, that's just where his mind is at. Because when you lose a lot of weight, everything is related to. Right wait especially it wasn't a brain fart if he if when you said something he like didn't automatically agree do you yeah, know what i mean he was like why s- he's like why can't i show you like to yeah, me that's it, it shows you where like i i really do believe like your values like get off kilter when you lose a lot of like just because it's an obsession like listen i deal with that I've, if you've heard if you follow me in any way you know that i talk about food and weight 
all the time. And I do think it is like a, so much of it is mental and he's going through it in a different way, you know? Right. Okay. I made a lot of assumptions that I, I, hope I think no those are knows. probably accurate given the information she's given us. I mean, who brings up their weight loss journey to someone on a date and show shows them, them pictures? pictures. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, unless just, you asked, especially yeah, on a date now. Map. That's yeah. weird. <laughs> you could show one picture. You don't have to go through like, this is month one. This is month three. You know, like, <laughs> put right. it on TikTok. As, as you can see, right? Yeah. Um, All right. So one more. We'll do uh, a guy wears the same outfit every day by buying multiple same black t-shirts, same black jeans, same black underwear and socks. He has more. He has black shorts for exercising and doesn't have any more formal clothes than jeans and a t-shirt. The black clothes eyes fine. I can deal with that. He wears sure. the same thing every day. He looks good in it. I don't care. That he doesn't have more formal clothes than jeans and a t-shirt to me is the weird part. That's interesting. I'm like, how that, am I taking well, that, you to an event? <laughs> but all, what about the galas that I go to? Right, all yeah. the galas. <laughs> <laughs> I, I see. I understand. Like when I go on stage, I, I used when I I, I I was wearing like the same thing every night just because it took it off my mind. Like I just didn't have to think about it. Right. I also understand getting a bunch of the same T-shirt because it looks good it's on a you, good yeah. fit, you know, and it's yeah. hard for me to find a good fit in a T-shirt. Um, I guess, you know, this was like a Seinfeld episode where he talked about Superman just having the closet, like the woman that he dated had the closet full of the dresses that were exactly the same. Yeah. I mean, for, yeah. for a woman, I feel like it might be a little different. Totally. But I feel like there's more expected in the fashion sense of a woman. Yeah. I mean, there are some women that wear black every day and I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but I mean look at us, we're wearing the exact same thing today. Both <laughs> <laughs> wearing black t shirts. Yeah, we, we dress as each other for Halloween. We um, dress as this listener that wrote in about <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it wouldn't be I guess the formal stuff. Yeah, I would I think it's hot and sexy when a woman dresses up and especially like differing looks you know like yeah i think it's hot and i would be a little bit like oh, i would you know i would be left wondering yeah i'm I more just like get a suit and we can figure <laughs> it out we can get you a black suit with a white shirt make there it look you go. nice well listen i think we solved dating again jordana we did it once again and you know what we will be back with you next week for another amazing episode and sunday so we will see you then bye you Up is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Maddie Paul. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at UUPPod on Instagram and Twitter. And send us your emails to UUP at Betches.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix, May 16th. Betches.